the fuck is up, California people, veggie babies, all y'all. This is not my normal intro music, if you did not notice. I am absolutely obsessed and in love with this song, and I probably listened to it like 13 times before I even started recording this podcast, and then it took me probably like 35 minutes to figure out how to download this song to get it onto my podcast, but here we are. We made it, fam. So, um, this is an unorthodox podcast because if you hear this closely... Yeah, girls, drinking. I might be a little tipsy already, which has kind of been my par for the course as of this quarantine we are going through. So I wanted to do the Owning a Small Business Gym Owner podcast. I was set up to do it. And the day we closed the business, I was like, all right, let's do it. And I just couldn't. And I still haven't been able to put myself to do it. So um, I felt like I wanted to record a podcast, but the content is going to be very different. I am not in the mental headspace to talk about being a gym owner. Well, I can, but it would be the most pessimistic negative content you've ever heard coming out of my mouth. As a fairly positive person, I felt like it wasn't uh, befitting of my character nor the education or information that I really wanted to get out there. So I felt like, why not do a uh, Corona cast? That's probably what I'll name this episode here. And um, just be a little tipsy, have a little fun, and talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. I do have some notes written down. My first bullet point is drinking. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's going to need a little bit of AA when this is over. Um, So if you don't know, if you haven't listened to my previous episodes or don't know much about me as a person, I am someone who is a recovering bulimic. And my bulimia stems from coping mechanisms for control, lack of control, um, ways to feel in control in my environment, um, a feeling of fulfillment and release. Uh, If you could put the metaphor that simplistically, right? You fulfill with food and you release in the fucking toilet. So this event, this quarantine, 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 is very, very... Um, much a trigger for me and for a lot of people, for people who are depressed, for people who have anxiety. Let's give a little talk about mental health here, right? For people who are in recovery of any kind, um, alcohol, food, drugs, um, shopping. (laughs) This is not a good time for online shopping. But in general, let's just discuss some of the mental health you know, implications or complications that can be going on here. Um, The amount of different things that I have come up with as coping mechanisms or strategies to help me in my recovery are limited right now. Um, Going to the gym, going outside, going for walks, socializing, all of the different factors that I use to help me not use my drug of choice, which would be binging and purging, are not available to me right now. Um, My stresses 
at an ultimate high, which is the ultimate trigger for me. My life is absolutely 100 motherfucking percent out of my control. Um, when So I'm an ultimate planner. When I get stressed, what I do to cope with my stress is I plan more to feel control. And right now, I can't fucking plan. I mean, I guess I could plan when I'm going to take a shit, but that's about it. Shit, shower, shave, and eat. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a mind boggling situation that we're in that every single facet and aspect of my life, and I'm sure all of your lives as you're sitting here listening to me, you're 100% in the same boat that the locust of control or lack of control that you're feeling is very universal. There's a few things that I have been doing to help me cope And one is I try to stay in the present day or days. I am not thinking farther ahead than Sunday. And then when Monday comes, I don't think farther ahead than Sunday again. Because right now, thinking of the global picture is very, very overwhelming. And the lack of the unknown, or I'm sorry, just the unknown in general, um, the lack of knowing rather, is too anxiety provoking for me to start thinking about because what my mind does is it tries to explore all of the roads of possibilities and right now there are millions of roads of possibilities that my brain can kind of walk down those avenues and start to think and go on tangents and I really I'm not trying to stay present like oh fucking yogi mind like be calm no it's like I'm just trying to not overwhelm myself because even in the now to Sunday, there's enough overwhelming motherfucking things going on. So staying in the present, you know, six, anywhere from one to six days is all I'm allowing my brain to go because there's nothing I can do. Another coping mechanism or strategy that I've been employing is really embracing the fact that it's not just me. You know, there's no sense of righteousness here. There's no sense of entitlement here that I feel that this is unfair. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. But we are all in the same fucking sinking ship. We're in the Titanic, and I have a child, but there's no lifeboats, okay? Um, the president and, you know, Congress may say that there's these stimulus packages, but let's, for the sum of the total, all of us are fucked in some way or another, whether it's loss of wages, um, someone you know who's been directly affected, a business that you like to go to is directly affected. There's no single person on this universe that will not be impacted in some way. Whether or not you lose money is not the issue. It's whether or not some kind of operation of your daily activities or life or future life is and will be impacted. So just kind of embracing the collective suck makes me feel better. Um, I reflect on a time that when our gym was just in its infancy and we were open about eight months and we had to close. Um, we got some misinformation and uh, we we basically were in the wrong uh, for the, the zoning of our building. And we had to close for 21 days. We had to build three bathrooms, get them signed off and inspected by the city, get an occupancy permit and all that fun stuff, which I will explain when I go into my uh, owning a gym podcast or small business, because that applies to a lot of small businesses. But that was so stressful because it was just us. 
it was just our members suffering. It was a very, very individualized suck. Where this collective suck just makes me feel a little bit better, if that makes sense. So back to the drinking. Um, something I have been doing is drinking quite a lot. And um, it's making me feel better and worse at the same time. I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping right now because of my stress levels. Um, my brain just won't shut the fuck up. And I am constantly thinking of things and um, getting a little tipsy before I go to bed makes it that much easier to fall asleep and stay asleep for as long as possible. I've also been taking a little bit of uh, like a half a sleeping pill. Um, I wake up between 4 and 6 a.m. right now and uh, just try to cuddle with my dogs and just enjoy some relaxing moments. But the biggest thing for me, I feel like, is um, I'm lacking a little bit of self-identity, something that my therapist, a uh, question that she had proposed to me a few times in our sessions was, what would you do if you couldn't power lift tomorrow? And I'm kind of like, well, that's a road... I hate exploring roads of possibilities that will never happen or aren't true, just to let you all know, because I feel like it's um, a way of introducing unnecessary stress on your brain or on your system that isn't necessary, you know, because you could just go on tangents forever. Well, what if I win the lottery tomorrow? Well, what if my house burned down tomorrow? Well, what if I die tomorrow? Like, you know, so the whole what if I couldn't power lift? She was trying to get me to express, you know, what other terms of my identity or what other things do I have that are of value in my life that I could move forward with besides powerlifting and literally my entire life is powerlifting weightlifting um the gym <laughs> so uh, my business is a gym my job is the gym um I coach athletes I do physical therapy for athletes it's 100% all of my identity right now but the biggest thing is not that I don't feel identity because of the lack of power lifting it's because I don't feel like I'm contributing to my growth and the gym's growth and my family's growth right now I am I would say I'm a leader and I would also say that I am just a very driven person that likes to set and execute goals and I see something I want and I fucking get it at all costs and right now I can't do that and um, it's frustrating so drinking maybe dampers uh, those aspects of my personality that feel so bold to just be a little bit more motherfucking chill. So with drinking, I want to talk about diet. Um, a lot of people right now are having trouble controlling their diet, um, following a diet, being on any kind of diet besides the seafood diet. Y'all know what I'm talking about there. You know, it's like <laughs> go to the fridge 45 minutes later, go to the fridge 26 minutes later, go to the fridge. Time and space are definitely irrelevant right now. But I, and this might not apply to everyone, but I feel like with my given history and what's important right now, A, I know that I am not weighing in for a competition anytime soon. I was supposed to compete in the uh, Legends of the Sisterhood meet in um, New York, Mount Vernon Barbell on May 30th, which that meet about two weeks ago was already rescheduled to December and I will be unable to attend. 
Um, so that was my most upcoming meet. And so as it stands right now, I'm probably not going to compete until the end of summer or early fall. So I know I'm not stepping on a scale for a competition anytime soon. And like, I feel like in a time that is this stressful, if some of you guys are stressing about money, stretching about finances, stressing about your work, stressing about will you have a job when this is over, what your finances will look like when it's over, the last thing you need to be stressing about is like, how much do I motherfucking weigh? Like, honestly, I feel like pick your battles. And I, I feel like I do this in regular life. And this is a very good skill. It's like a cognitive behavioral skill. Say you're arguing with someone and you know you are right, Stephen. And you just, so then you have two options, right? So say I'm arguing with Stephen and I'm the right, like the sky is blue and he's saying it is magenta. And I know I am right. And I can think in my head, is the outcome of proving my righteousness more important than the outcome of us perpetuating this fight. Nine times out of ten, I will say it is not worth perpetuating this fight with the person that I love and just, okay, you think it's magenta? Cool. I think it's blue? Cool. You don't have to concede and retreat. So same thing with food or with your stress levels right now. Like, is stressing about the exact number on the scale when you are, A, decreasing your activity, B, unable to work out or unable to work out in the same capacity that you were before, and C, stress the motherfucking out? Like, is it worth adding that number as something you're beholden to on the scale or your weight or your size? I'm not saying, like, go to Ralph's and get a whole sharpened cart full of, like, cookies, candies, ice creams, and treats, and just, well, Ashley said I can eat whatever the fuck I want. No, I'm saying just, like, fucking chill. Like, is that argument with yourself? on a daily basis right now worth the way that it's going to make you feel rather than just having a little bit of flexibility in this time. You know, assessing your goals. Well, you know, maybe if you're a bodybuilder and you know you're going to have a show right when this is over, then that is 100% worth the battle. But, you know, I'm not competing this year at all because financially I don't think I can put myself in that situation as well as, you know, structurally being able to follow to a program and blah, blah, blah. Okay, then just fucking chill. Just be a normal human being for a little bit. And that's just one way you can just let yourself be in this stressful time and not have to have that internal battle and make that argument because what is the most important right now? It's trying to just be sane in a world of madness and speaking of madness um my next note is murder suicide so i live in san pedro california which they say quote unquote is the most or not most it's the only affordable beach city left because it's a motherfucking piece of shit so as y'all know i fucking hate living here and I've mentioned a million times I hate L.A., but I really, the longer I've been here, the more I'm making the distinction that I just don't like San Pedro. It's a fucking trashy-ass city, and I feel like if I was in a nicer city that had nicer amenities and just a better living environment that I might feel differently, um, 
I feel like I've done enough for myself in this life that I don't want to live in this trashy-ass place and can't wait to move. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So <laughs> with that being said, on our block, there's a fucking crack house. And not that I live in the ghetto, because I don't. Um, our neighborhood is not bad. Um, it's actually mostly people who have like lived here since like the 60s and 70s. And uh, there is one drug apartment. It's like a duplex or something um, back in front house. And the front house is totally dr- uh, drug house. And there was a fucking murder last night. And uh, we heard the gunshots. And I was like, was that gunshots? Steve was like, yeah, that was gunshots. And then I look out the front window and there's some chubby ass dude like He's got a skateboard in his hand, and he was, like, running down the street. And Steven was like, did you see him? I was like, well, there was someone, like, jogging, but, like, he had a skateboard, and he was chubby, and he didn't look like he was going for a leisurely jog, but he also didn't look like he was running away from a fucking shooting. So it's hard to tell. And then about four or five minutes later, we look out our back window, um, like, down this hill that's in the back of our house, and there's, like... um, 13 cops, six cop cars, and the dude is on the ground at the bottom of the hill getting arrested. So, motherfucker should have had some better cardio. And there's some stairs right by our house. If he was from this block, those freshly trimmed stairs that I trimmed myself because the city wouldn't do it, he should have ran down those and he probably would have got away. But anywho, there was also a suicide today, um, which is April 2nd, in a park on Mesa and 8th, right in downtown San Pedro, about three blocks from our gym. Um, Someone committed suicide. So mental health, I'm saying those both, the murder and the suicide for two reasons, because not only is individual mental health really important, but the heightened stress of this entire global situation um, adds to people's ability to control and handle their emotions in situations, whether it's personally or interpersonally. So, you know, if you need something, there's resources as far as like every county right now has mental health um, telehealth lines right now that you can call and speak to professionals for free. Like, you know, seek out those resources, reach out to a friend, FaceTime, whatever, just fucking call somebody and be like, hey, life sucks. And then that person could be like, hey, life sucks. And you can just fucking embrace the suck together. It's totally okay to have a best friend, a family member, whatever. That's just your sounding board. That's like, not that you're only calling that person to be your sounding board, but to have someone in your corner that's your cheerleader, that is 100% A-O motherfucking K. So, you know, assess your mental health, embrace the fact that you and all of us might need just a little bit to help us through what the fuck is going on, you know? And right now, motivation is low, I'm sure for everyone. The whole gym thing. So right now, um, the entire United States has a safer at home mandate until April 30th. And then individual states have individual guidelines as far as that goes. Um, If y'all don't know, there is a federal, state, and local mandate. And wherever you live, you are obligated to abide by your local mandate. So if Trump says tomorrow, like, hey, United States, because of this China virus, you guys are all free. Um, If your local governor or state authority says, guess what, motherfucker, y'all staying inside, 
you got to listen to that, unfortunately. So Los Angeles County is right now the safer at home order through April 19th. I am 100% certain that it is going to be extended through at minimum the end of April, possibly longer. I've been mentally preparing myself for longer. Um, so gyms, they're closed. There's a lot of gyms that are operating on the DL, um, doing some shady shit. In my opinion, it's shady, allowing members to train. I think it's shady for a few reasons. So initially, my personal opinion of the coronavirus was that it was the flu and people are taking this way too seriously. So do I think coronavirus is super, super dangerous? Yes and no. As a medical professional, yes, in the sense that the rate of transmission is so easily, um, it's so easily passed from person to person that it's also so novel. We don't have a vaccine. The population that is vulnerable is ultra vulnerable compared to um, the flu in the sense that anyone with a comorbid comorbidity, damn, that IPA is hitting me hard, um, you know, even obesity, diabetes, hypertension, those things that we commonly overlook or don't even know that are diagnosed in the United States population being an obese nation makes us that much more vulnerable. And the quote unquote curve it's so spiked right now that the immediate need and the immediate deaths um, is definitely more of an alert and stress and strain on our medical system than the normal seasonal flu typically is. Um, on the other hand, I personally am a little more of the herd mentality of the people who are get it are going to get it and the people who won't or who will recover will. And it's a little bit more of a survival of the fittest. But um, so gyms are closed and I think it's a social irresponsibility for gyms that are still currently open to be catering to members. Um, I personally know of six gyms in Los Angeles County that are allowing members to train on the DL, um, like no posting on social media, no, you know, being conspicuous, this, that, and the other. And I think it's sh shitty because, A, there's a little bit of um, business envy there because we're not making any fucking money. And, B, I just think it's the social irresponsibility perspective of a gym is a breeding ground for... Um, disease and bacteria and it's not even when I went to Target the other day they like fucking wiped down the entire the belt the whole kit and caboodle before I checked out so it's like these public places who are in contact with many people are more sanitary than the gym that maybe you know 20 to 30 people are visiting a day so I just am you know I feel that it, it is what it is. Like, I understand from the mindset of y'all don't want to lose your gains, but from the mindset of the faster we get this under control, the faster life can go back to normal. I also am on that mindset. So our gym, we put all of our memberships on hold. We don't feel that it's fair to charge people who cannot access our facility. Um, I was getting about 20 to 30 calls a day when this whole thing started, because we tried to stay open as long as we could. We tried to fucking fight for y'all. But day one, the mandate to be closed happened on Sunday at midnight. Monday at 4 p.m., the cops showed up. So it didn't take long. And our lawyer advised us that the risk was not worth the reward. But this was even at the time where 
it was like gyms had to close and we were going to try to operate as a members only training facility, which is what a lot of other gyms have done. But moving forward, I think that was like in the beginning of March. By March 19th, it was all non-essential businesses must be closed. So all that is, you know, water under the bridge at this point that every facility has to be closed. So I am still training at my gym because I motherfucking own the equipment and I'm goddamn allowed to be there. Um, Steven and I both made the decision that our training partners are training with us and that is it. And hate them if y'all want, but guess what? Those motherfuckers stick around and train with us every single day. So there's five people allowed in our gym and that is it. Um, period, paragraph, end of discussion. And we stagger our training time so we're all not there at the same time. And we've had so many people that have asked us to borrow the equipment, rent the equipment, buy the equipment, all this bullshit. And um, we decided at the beginning that it was going to be a hard no. I think in the gym community and the powerlifting community especially, people don't realize how expensive this uh, equipment is that we have. Um, our utility benches, so like the benches that go from flat to incline, um, those, the ones that we have at our gym specifically are $589 each. That does not count shipping. Um, our bars are anywhere from $300 to $900 each. Our plates are, um, I mean, they're standard plates. It's about the only thing that's not like super specialty. Um, dumbbells, I don't know if you know this, but they're usually like pound plates are relatively speaking a dollar a pound unless you get like the polyurethane plates those are more expensive the rubberized coating um but dumbbells exponentially go up um after like 50 pounds so i would say dumbbells are probably like a dollar 50 to two dollars a pound to begin with and then once so let's just go up into the 150 pound range 150 pound dumbbells are around 600 dollars a set um, cause we've been trying to buy 160 to 200 pound dumbbells in 10 pound increments and we just can't afford it. So we decided, I know there's a lot of gyms that are trying to make extra money by renting their equipment, but we decided it was not worth the risk and it's a logistical nightmare because we don't know how long this is going to extend. And my business brain is thinking, okay, we charge everyone a flat fee now and then it gets extended. And then how do we go about collecting all of this money? And then at what rate do we charge people? And it just, it just didn't sit right with me. And also I, since I'm still lifting at my own gym, I'm not renting out all my equipment that I need. And, um, you know, it was a tough decision because we want to still support our members and have people who, you know, have been there with us since day one be able to make it. But it's just, again, it's that collective suck, that collective mindset that everybody's going through a fucking hard time. Um, I did sell a couple 25-pound plates on offer up. I bought, when you're opening a gym, how do you know how many pounds to buy, right? I bought the same amount of 25s as 45s. Now, reflecting and thinking on it, it was a fucking dumb decision. But at the time, it felt right, I guess. Um, but I feel like California is in its a little bit of a bubble in and of itself. We always are. We're the fourth largest economy in the entire world. Um, we are the most densely populated state of any other state. I mean, New York City is a city in of itself, but California as a state, um, just in LA County alone, we have 10 million people. So we're just a little bit different. And LA is trying to be, you know, ahead and set a precedent in making sure that we have the stringent 
of policies to not spread and, you know, make this virus anything worse than what it is. But as far as the gym goes, it takes a lot to grow and maintain muscle density, muscle mass, and strength. Think of how long you've been lifting. Just average, years, months. Not just powerlifting or bodybuilding. How long you've been since the first time you fucking picked up a weight. That is your timeline. It's only been three motherfucking weeks, y'all. Like, you're not going to lose all of your fucking gains in three weeks. Like, yes, will you lose a little bit of strength? Yes. Women, um, the evidence shows that women hold their strength for 10 to 14 days. And this is like one rep max strength. And men, it's up to 21. But relatively speaking, like the amount of stimulus and volume that you need to maintain the muscle math and mass and growth that you've accumulated throughout the years is 100% not as much as what you've done to achieve that. So just feel slightly settled in the fact that knowing that A, you're not going to lose it all. You might lose a little. B, just think of the newbie gains you're going to get when you go back to the gym. You're going to feel sore in places you haven't felt sore in probably motherfucking years, which is a good thing. Um, I want to reflect on a time today. Hold on. I'm going to have a, a sip of beer for talking about my college days here. I am drinking a Stone Peak Conditions Hazy Double IPA. No, they are not sponsoring this podcast, but it's a delicious fucking beer. Anywho, when I was in college, I did not have a typical college experience. I worked all through college. I owned a house in college. I lived on my own in college. I paid for my first three years of college out of pocket while I was in college. I graduated with my undergrad in three years. So with all that being said, there was a very, very, very hard time I had. I was just finishing my undergraduate degree. It was 2010. I was working at CVS during the day I was going to college. And I was also the dildo lady selling pure romance on the weekends. And I was so fucking broke. I owned a house, an amazing house. And I lived there by myself. And I was drinking Francia box of wine because it was like $9 or something like that for a whole fucking box, which, excuse me. I don't know how many bottles it was, probably like two and a half bottles of wine, three bottles of wine, whatever. I was paying my bills with any of the money that I made, my mortgage and yada yada, and then everything else I needed for living was on a credit card. I was barely eating, and I just remember like being alone and like dancing for entertainment and just getting drunk by myself and just doing stupid shit. And I wasn't quarantined. I didn't have to, but I had no motherfucking money, so I couldn't do anything else. And today, for some reason, that epiphany, like, kind of hit me, like, I've been this bored before, and I fucking made it, and it wasn't even mandated. So, like, there's just a little bit of hope at the end of the tunnel that we will get through this, and maybe we can laugh at it. Um, maybe not. But speaking of broke... Um, there's definitely a lot of you right now who are thinking about how am I going to pay the rent. Um, a lot of you have been put out of your job, have been laid off. 
are, you know, out of work, myself included. Um, I am self-employed, so the money that I make is from our gym, which is like little to no money, but I make a lot of money coaching. Um, that is my full-time, I wouldn't say a lot of money. I make a decent amount of money coaching. I do it full-time, and I do physical therapy part-time. And all of my business has been cut in half or more. My husband has been laid off for six months. He's actually almost out of his unemployment benefits. So we're going to have to look into recertifying those. This couldn't come at a worse time. Our gym, um, we clear our overhead only by like $1,200 a month, y'all. So I we never discuss how many members we have, how much money we make. But we don't make a lot. We reinvest so much of the money that we make from the gym into the gym. Like when you walk into the gym, it's like, oh, they got new tripods. Oh, they got new yoga mats. Oh, the gym looks so clean. You know, oh, we had a party. Oh, we got free shirts. Oh, we got gifts. Like all the fucking profits we make from the gym, we literally put right back in because the gym was never meant to be an entity that makes money for us. It was meant to be a fucking place for people to fuck shit up with no questions asked. And so all of us are feeling the financial burden differently. A lot of people even still have their jobs or are getting paid to not go to their jobs. And the financial diversity of the current climate and situation is very different. Um, if y'all don't know, Stephen and I last April purchased the home we live in now. It's a duplex. We were not intending to buy a home, but I'm fucking crazy. And when I get bored, I do crazy things. And I found this duplex that was on the market for a while. They just reduced the price like $16,000. And I was like, we need to jump on this. Um, this will be my third home. So I'm, I'm pretty good at seeing an opportunity and seizing it. And uh, we have tenants. And unfortunately, right now, they're both out of work and they're not paying us rent. Um, they give us a, le a letter, um, you know, saying that financially they're unable to, and they pay for half of our mortgage. So Steven's not working. I'm working about half. Our gym is making zero dollars, and um, we're not getting paid for our tenants. So this isn't a cry me at river moment, but this is just a moment to say that no matter what the situation is right now, you can't let it emotionally cripple you to the point where you cannot move forward because your life must go on. So what can you do with the information that you have? So for us, there is a plethora of small business loan opportunities, and I don't know why. So if any of y'all identify with this that I'm about to say, please don't get mad. But I have been sent probably 50 links, screenshots, articles, whatever, of, hey, Ashley, I found this information about small business loan, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm crazy, and I don't like reading news articles. I don't like getting secondhand information from someone else who's already interpreted the information and is trying to present it to me in a way that I can understand and digest. I like to understand and digest that information myself. So I found all of the bills, all of the articles, all of the memorandums, all of the legislation that has been passed in regards to the Small Business Loan Funding, the CARE Act, the things that are out there, um, the eviction memorandums, all of those things, and I read them because I am a nerd. I'm the person, like, 
when you get your 168 page mortgage, guess who read all of them before signing it? Me. So, um, I don't know why, but it annoys me so much when people have been sending me these pieces of information. I cannot, maybe it's the fact that I'm on a cycle right now, but I, I, and I'm stressed, but I've been, I've been annoyed and I still can't put my finger on why I've been annoyed, but I think it's maybe that I'm personally feeling like it's a, uh, uh, a hit to my character. Like I haven't looked up this information on my motherfucking own when I'm very much on top of it, but I applied for two small business loans. The majority of any small business loan that is available in the current present moment is based on your payroll. Our payroll expenses are $4,600 a year. Um, Steven and I are both owners. We're 50-50 owners in this LLC. We, I am the only employee on payroll. I pay myself $1,000 every three months, $4,000 a year. Um, that is specifically so that I can set up a retirement account, which I still haven't done yet because I ain't got money to put in retirement just yet. But um, right now, any money that we have that's extra, we're trying to save to open a new gym, which... I'll talk about that when I do the gym podcast. That's neither here nor there. So all of these loans are based on payroll expenses. There's a lot of loan forgiveness programs out there, but it's for incentivizing employers to rehire employees and you get forgiven um, the money that you pay those employees when you put them back on your payroll right now. So I applied for two um, different types of SBA loans. Um, there is no, so normally when you apply for a loan, it's like, ooh, I'm applying for a $25,000 loan or whatever. And uh, right now, the amount that I'm applying for is 100% out of my control. I don't know if they have mandatory minimums. Like if you have a certain credit score, if your business has been established, you know, for 18 months, if, you know, just that criteria alone qualifies you for X amount of dollars. I don't know. So I just applied on Wednesday, I believe, and today is, no, no, no. I applied on Monday. Today is Thursday. All of the days of the week are relative right now. So I, we will see. Um, it's just there's a, you know, a, there's advanced loans that are like you apply and boom, you get $10,000, no questions asked, but all that's based on payroll. I am certain that in the sea of businesses that are out there, we are not one of the only LLC businesses that have only ourselves as employees and we don't pay ourselves shit. So the funding needs to be on something else based other than just our payroll expenses. But it is what it is. I mean, having loans and having debt and I think, so this is something I was talking to with my therapist. We've been having virtual visits. There is a certain amount of, this fucking sucks. This is unfair. I said I was going to address this later. Like, you're allowed to feel some unfairness responsibility. Like, this is affecting me more than it's affecting, you know, Joe Schmo. And this sucks. And it's unfair. And you can sit with those feelings and you can feel validated within yourself that this is true. But that doesn't mean that it's not happening and it doesn't mean that you don't have to take action towards it. Um, the unfortunate reality for a lot of people in this epidemic is that they're going to have to take on loans or debt that they were not intending on taking on. 
Um, Stephen and I were fully intending on taking on loans and debt when we moved our gym to a bigger location in 12 months from now, but not tomorrow. And we might have to take out double, triple, quadruple what we were intending on taking out, depending on how big of a hit we end up, you know, in this financial situation. So it's just something that it's, again, embracing the collective unfairness that everyone is in the same situation. And although you might not want to, although you might not think that it's fair, because it's not, you might have to take out loans. You might have to get credit card debt. You might have to assume some personal debt because of this pandemic and then move forward. And the faster you can suck it the fuck up and realize that this is just your reality and there's nothing you can do about it and stop fucking whining, you're going to be okay. I hate to be a little bit real, but that's how I feel, okay? And I, I actually hit all of my little bullet points that I had written down, and I, only in 41 minutes. That's pretty prudent of me. But I really commend a lot of you guys for still trying to keep and encourage your own personal fitness goals during this pandemic I have seen so many creative and variable kinds of lifting rigs and racks and configurations and body weight exercises it is truly amazing but what I want to really end with is that like yeah we're all fucking sick of being you know, a part of this national moment. I get it. And I'm right there with you. But what I feel like you can't do is put a blindfold over yourself and pretend like, A, this isn't happening to you and B, you're not going to be affected. Because I'm sorry, you are and you will be. So make a plan. Even if you have to call someone that has more resources or knowledge than you to help you make a plan, be like, hey, this is where I'm at. In two months, if I'm not working, I have zero dollars in the bank. What am I going to do to pay my mortgage? You know, it's like I called my, no, I didn't call. I couldn't call my mortgage lender. When I called, there was an error message that was like, sorry, we're not taking voicemails. Please message us through our internal messaging system. So I emailed them or whatever the fuck, my online portal, asking them if I can get a uh, forbearance. There's a difference between a forbearance and a deferment. A deferral is usually where the payments just get held for a short amount of time, and then you owe that money. A forbearance is where the payments are right now forgiven, but they're usually tacked on at the end. A lot of mortgage companies are doing forbearances, where you still owe the interest, but you know payments... 21, 22, and 23 are now payments 152, 3, and 4. Um, but my mortgage company was like, okay, we'll give you a deferral for two months. So at the end on month three, you owe us $17,000. And it's like, that doesn't help me at all. Fuck you. Um, you know, uh, state and local authority is very different than the Federal Reserve and banks. Um so a lot of people are like, yeah, rent freeze and rent deferment. And the landlords are like, fuck you. How am I going to pay my mortgage? And I totally feel that discrepancy there. But to the point that I was trying to make is just figure out a plan, whatever contingency plan you may need, it, even if it feels so viscerally uncomfortable to even think about the possibility of 
you know, what happens if I'm not working for one month, two month, three month, four month? Look at your financial situation and see where you're at. Or, okay, well, looking at two months, I fucking need to do something. And then looking at the loan programs that are out there. It's it's just something that don't be blind and don't pretend like this might not affect you. And if you are a person that is still receiving a salary, still working from home or getting paid to not work, please consider supporting your local businesses. I'm not just talking about me and my gym. Yes, PSA, we did set up a PayPal money pool and you can Venmo me if you want to donate. Um, the money pool is on our uh, South Bay bio and my personal Instagram bio and my Venmo is Ashley-Contorno. We are 100% accepting donations for people who are in a financial position to donate. But, you know, restaurants... Teachers, you know, people who really, teachers, even though they're getting paid, they're in a fucked up situation right now. Like, people in your world who are having to truly change their life to make their life continue, and you're mildly inconvenienced or in an actual amazing spot where you're getting paid to not work like just consider I'm not saying give your paycheck away I'm saying maybe take 10% of your discretionary income and divide that over five different businesses that you either usually frequent or you know places you've been or you know they're local mom and pop shops that aren't receiving the kind of corporate funding that other places are and just like hey this is for you um I appreciate you or buy a gift card for a restaurant that you know you already go to just buy a gift card now so that they have some cash flow and then use it in the future it's just something that can help speaking as a small business um, you know we received a lot of donations I've been asking for donations and I want to clarify we're not in jeopardy of losing the gym Steven got a little upset with me because he felt like some of the posts I was making um, were insinuating that the gym is going to close if we don't get donations that is not the case unless we don't get approved for loans and this goes on forever that could be the case but um we will literally give every single motherfucking dollar we have in the bank to keep the gym open period we will be at zero i don't care i would rather pay the gym than our mortgage period um but we will be taking a huge financial beating and all of the plans that we have for the gym, all of the money that we saved, all of the money that we planned on doing amazing things is gone and will be gone. It's already going away. So, you know, it's like, it just is what it is. And I'm, like I said, I'm trying to stay within today and six days from today so that I don't freak the fuck out. Because what I really think is going to happen once the world starts opening up, we'll say, you know, May, we'll say May 1st to 15th, they're not going to say, all right, guys, here we go, back to real life. It's going to be, okay, XYZ businesses can open, ABC businesses can open, blah, blah, blah. Gyms, amusement parks, uh, movies, places that are super close quarters and crowded are going to be the last ones, A, that can open, and B, that can be open with regular regulations. Um, I have a feeling gyms will be able to open soon once the mandate is lifted. Probably not first, 
but it will probably be with the caveat of 10 people or less and you know maybe you need to submit to the county your sanitization protocols and how you're going to keep the spread and blah 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 fuck you suck my dick but anywho the moment we're allowed to open we will and i'm sure there's there's so many businesses that Yes, right now, you know, stopping the curve and stopping the spread is more important than making money, but it ain't that much longer before people don't give a shit about stopping the curve and they give more of a shit about making money. And there's definitely already a lot of people who have that mentality. So I've given you guys some anecdotal information that I've been using to really try and stay present and not lose your shit. And, you know, some other deeper thoughts about where you're at and what you need to do and maybe some steps that you might feel uncomfortable with doing, but you might need to take care of for yourself. And I don't know. That's about it. So if any of you guys have questions, like I said, I've read all the bills. I've read all the memorandums. I'm very up to date with the current legal knowledge that is... Uh, where we're at, and I will do a podcast on opening a gym, being a small business owner, and one thing I will say is that working for yourself is amazing, but if this experience has taught me nothing other than the fact of owning a business and working for yourself is the most delicate thing that can ever be, is so true then I've learned nothing. So I am very, very thankful that I have the wherewithal to be able to walk away with the bigger picture. And I really hope I'll be able to walk away from this okay. But just know that like there's 100% security for working for the man. And there's also 100% independence for working for yourself. But the fragility that comes with that can be very scary and unsettling. And this is a crisis and epidemic that has shown that in its truest form. So drunk or not, I appreciate y'all listening to me for 50 minutes ramble on about this Rona and, uh, One more thing, as an aside, when Stephen and I came back from uh, Hawaii in December, we both got sick as fuck, uh, viral infections, respiratory infections, fever, whatever. Stephen was on antibiotics for two weeks, did nothing. I already think we done had that road, y'all. So hopefully we're immune and we're going to come back stronger than ever. And I appreciate all of you listening. And I will post within the next couple of weeks when this is probably over i will love to talk about owning a gym and in the meantime i hope all of y'all stay safe stay quarantined in this quarantine and drink all the beer you want to eat all the food you want to and your mental health is much more important than adhering to a physical goal okay love y'all bye bye